Welcome to another episode of the Military Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Big Chief. And today, I'm bringing you guys 177 years of collective relationship experience. We're going to be chatting with my grandparents who have been married for 67 years. But we're not going to do this all at one time. Oh, no, because that's not how you maintain a successful conversation. We're going to start with my grandmother, and then we're going to wrap it up with my grandfather. So that way you guys can hear the world from their perspective. So let's go ahead and get started. Grandma, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, Mike. I'm so happy to be able to share a little. Yes, which awesome to let you know. But the first thing I would say, I uh, we give God praise for for um, allowing us to be together for to cel- to celebrate six to seven years of marriage. Oh wow! Uh, and with love for each other. You know, marriage marriage is a covenant between a man and a woman. And when you make that vow, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, they they make they make these vows but they don't keep them. And that's because as soon as some bad things come bad things come along, they're ready to leave the marriage. Your sickness comes along, they give up. Yeah. But that's not Waste, you know, yes. So, so, so Grandma, could, could we start at the beginning of your relationship? So, how, how exactly did you meet my grandfather? <laughs> oh, I was, I was just, I was in high school. I was just um, fifteen years. Oh wow! Then I met your grandfather. Yes, well, he's a, older than I am. So, but we just, we just uh, fell in love. And I, um, I gotta say, well, since from since then, we have never changed. We had ups, a lot of ups and downs, but we we kept it going. Cause you know, what? you put God at the head of your marriage, and He will, you know, He will guide you. Cause you you cannot expect to just um, you get angry with each other at times. But then you know the best thing to do is to forgive. Forgiveness is the key. Absolutely. Because if you, yes, if you don't forgive each other, then everything, um, you know, would start to fall apart. So, so Grandma, do you think that that the the values that you had going into your marriage was just was a common thing in society at that at that time, or it was that you know these values something that came from your household? Well, yes, from my mom, I saw my mom and dad. Yes, they were always very kind to each other. Yes, my mother was a very kind lady. She was very patient. She never she never spoke to anyone in a harsh way or anything. Yes, and I, I, I gleaned a lot from my mom and dad. Very quiet people. Yeah, and... We were- so, so, Ron, what do you think about, um, you know, so back in the day, there were, you know, what I would call gender roles where, you know, the, the, the wife in the household, you know, tended to the home, tended to the kids. And then the, the man generally went out there and earned and uh, provided for the family. But, you know, nowadays the gender roles um, are kind of, you know, blended. Everything is a, it's an even playing field. Do you think that that those type of situations where 
you know, maybe the structure of the household in 2023 has changed to a point where that's affecting marriages, or do you think that has that has nothing to do with it? In some in some way, it affects it's affecting a marriage because sometimes when the, the wife has to go out, the husband and wife are working. You know, there's no and and the children have to be latchkey children. Some children are just have to come home on their own and they, you know nobody's there to really guide them you know they sit and look even on different things you know and i think it affects it affects the home a lot when when um a mom is not um there well i i've never had to work mm-hmm. i was always at home mom because with children coming one after the other <laughs> Um, there was no room for me to go to work, yeah. and it makes a it makes a big difference when a um, a mom is in the home. Sometimes it's needful because sometimes the one paycheck cannot work, so I'm not um, really hitting moms that go out to work. Right. But yes, but that structure, some but they try to keep it together, and if there's a um, a grandmother that would be able to to be there that could that could guide them take care of the children or some other relative you know but to leave the children when they have to be young too young you know and no 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 parent is there to guide or to train them up in the way that it should really go sometimes it affects the home yeah absolutely and, and you know sometimes it seems the dependency um, between the husband and wife in, in the relationship when everybody had a role kind of created that that bond in the marriage where the man knew when he came home there was going to be food there and he you know looked forward to the wife you know tending to the kids and 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 the, the, the wife looked forward to the man earning the paycheck and now uh, I think with the level of independence everybody has achieved nowadays um, there people are quick to end a relationship because is to hold, I don't need, you know, the woman in the house anymore to, um, you know, cook because I can just order out or I don't need the man to to provide for the family because, you know, now the, you know, the mothers are also earning, you know, not again, you know, like you mentioned, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I, I feel like the structure of society has changed and it, it kind of contributed to um, the way we see relationships being ma- managed today. Oh yes, because in, in, in back in our country, um, just about I would say maybe about twenty five percent of women went out to work. Mm-hmm. They were, most most women were, you know, at home, house keeping house for the, and keeping family together. As you said, cooking, cleaning, and when the husband came home, you know, he could sit down for a hot meal, and you know they had time to sit and and go over the day what you know what went how the what the children did you know there's but that 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 comes for a lot yeah but i pick one parent the mom being at home but today it's, it's it's different yeah i feel like a lot of people might disagree um you know with the impact that that the current gender roles have in, in today's society but i think you know you see I just know so many people from our family and people from from your generation that, you know, the parents stayed married their entire lives and, and they produced healthier kids mentally. And now you see a lot of, uh, you know, kids coming from divorced homes 
And, you know, I feel like the breakdown in the family structure um, has produced um, some general, generally mentally unhealthy people in society, you know, and I feel like the, the household has a big part to play in that. So what do you think um, when you guys had hard times in, in your marriage, what technique did you guys use to work through those things? Like the things that really required some high degree of forgiveness? Or, or yes, we, we didn't have, I mean, it's not, God hasn't promised us, he hasn't promised us an easy road, but, you know, we had hard times, we had disagreements as well, you know, no marriage is, is perfect, it has, but you've got to work through your disagreement, because, especially with, um, you know, when you have the children there, and um, when you have it, what is important, when you have your disagreements, you don't share, you don't air it with the children. Mm -hmm. Yes, you don't be there. You know, you, you do that behind. We we did it. Be, well, if we had a little a disagreement, we always did it behind closed doors. Oh, you well, know? well, today they don't even do it just in front of the children. They do it on social media. So people go on oh. Facebook and Instagram and Snappity Chat and, and they air out their disagreements on social media. So uh, well, that's bad. Yeah, well, well, I'm not, I'm not, um, in technique, technical person, I don't know about these different podcasts and these different things. I just hear them, but I don't know what they mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we gotta yes, do, we gotta I, do a better job of getting you on social media so you can you can have your own TikTok page and stuff. Oh my word! <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm just barely coping with what I have, making calls and receiving pictures and and things like that. You know, I, I never tried to tamper with, with tech, with your, grand, with your grandfather, you know, he was a, a radio engineer, uh -huh. but I never tampered with any of his equipment. Even today, I put the TV on and take it off. I leave all the rest to him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Recordings it... and all those things and putting on the, 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 um, the VCR and doing all these different things. I don't trouble his equipment at all because I don't want to be blamed. <laughs> well, 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 I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of guys out there that would be happy to have a wife that wasn't deep into technology because I think every every relationship I see, you know, you have a husband and wife sitting together and both people have their face buried in their phones. Oh, I, Mike, I cannot, I cannot really reason that out because sometimes I go into the doctor's office or some office or the other and you try to say hello, good morning, good afternoon. Everybody had every person, even elderly people, their heads are down. They're so into whatever they're looking at or whatever they fall in. And I mean, it's 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 really, I I can't take it because at times even some some grandchildren might come here and then to us and then we don't do much talking. Their heads are down on the phone mm -hmm. and. Don't really like that, you know. Grandma, let me ask you this question around the, around the, the kids because you mentioned the kids coming over. So, um, did you guys have disagreements when it came to how to parent? You know how we worked it out. If I if I was to say something to the children to make a ruling, a ruling something, you know, you shouldn't be out or whatever, such and such a time or or any kind we made. Um, they, my husband and I, we would agree. We have to agree on the same thing. You know, it's not like coming to me and I say one thing and then they want to go to the father for him to say something. He would always say, what did your mom say? Mm -hmm. And then come to me, I say, what did your father say? 
and we always have to come to an agreement you know yeah yeah that, that's yes. that's good both of us agree on the same on the, we have to be on the same page so so i need to know did you guys do community butt whippings because i remember growing up where i would get my butt whipped by my mom and then she's like wait till your father gets home and then and then, the, then we <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yes we, we, I, I had i had a lot of that but uh, yeah. <laughs> otherwise i i would administer i would administer the, <laughs> what the, happened too. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. So I, I just want to make sure that everybody understands how many kids were involved in the story. So how many kids do you have all together? Eleven. Eleven kids. So yeah, that, that to me just blows my mind because people have a hard time dealing with one or two kids and you guys had eleven kids. So you guys had a, a minibus, right? You guys, would you guys drive a... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you move around 11 kids, man. That's crazy. You have to take like four trips to get everybody to the restaurant. <laughs> well, we, we all, uh, we all piled them up in a station wagon because they were all small. And as they grew, you know, everybody, some had a car or whatever. But um, we, we, all, we always made it. We made it through. We know God, we, after we became Christians, we put God first everything. I see a lot of relationships that once the kids leave the home, the relationships fall apart because the kids were the glue. And and people who bond through religion, you know, that that's usually the glue after the kids are, are gone. So, I mean, today, I think society is drifting further and further away from um, religion. And do you think that has an impact on families being able to stay together? And, and do you think there's a way for people to stay together if they don't have um, like religion as as that bonding point, well, Mike, it's not religion. It's a it's a, a personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You know, because so many different religions today. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you know, different religions, but a personal relationship with God that's important. Knowing Him one on one, knowing God one on one, that's it. Yeah, you know, that that's important. Yeah. So, yes, so, so when you say um, a personal relationship, taking family to church, and then training about it says train a child up in the way he should go, and when he's old, you will not depart. Mm -hmm. But you know, but we don't say that they wouldn't stray. But you know, you pray, and there there are a lot of prodigals out there. Mm -hmm. But we have, we also had some prodigals, but then with prayer, we, uh, God is bringing them in one by one, and they're all. They're all stable right now. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, well, you know, as you know, that we we, we lost one one precious child. Yeah. But we know, we know where she is because she served the Lord with all her heart and soul. Yes. So we have that hope that we know we will see her again. Absolutely, and I love the fact that you kind of you know separated the idea from a relationship with God from religion because there's a lot of people like you said that have different different um, faiths and you know I think the fact that having a connection to something higher than yourself and sharing that um, that connection with your spouse and what it means to you I think it kind of provides the, the structure um, you know inside of a relationship but I think a lot of people don't talk about about faith in their relationships I think they we're so distracted with society and all the challenges with work and the economy and politics, I think people forget to, you know, center back on, on faith. Yes. 
Yes, we have got to know that, that God is ahead of everything and all that's going on around us today. And we have to, we just have to, to hold on to, the, to, to God and, and trust Him for everything that's in our lives. Yeah, he is a God that loves us and cares for us. And if we don't look to Him, there's no other, there's no other help because we've gone through so much. And if we didn't have God to, to call upon, we don't know what would have happened to us. And many people today, if they don't look to God, you know, because he is, he's, he's ahead of everything. What do you think is the biggest challenge to relationships and marriages today? Well, I think that some, some marriages today, I, I don't say that I am, there, there's so much different ways because sometimes a husband or wife say that, for instance, a husband or wife might be going to work in one, might they feel that they're superior mm-hmm. to the husband, but 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 um, it says in the word that the man is the head of the home, but it doesn't mean that he that his wife is is um, inferior to him. It's a fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. But sometimes she might be ha- having a better job than him, and she, you know she would feel well she's superior over him because she's bringing in more money or something like that. And that would bring a really bring a real friction in within the marriage. Yeah, I agree because because I look at um, relationships as as like a, a sports team. You know, it's, if you have a baseball team, everybody can't be swinging the bat. Somebody has to be a catcher. Somebody has to play outfield. And yes. and, and, and a, a marriage is is the same in my mind. You know, like when you break down those roles and everybody's trying to play one position, everybody wants to be the breadwinner. Nobody wants to be the nurturer. Um, you know, nobody wants to be the person holding a relationship together. I feel like that's what really starts to break down of the relationship when the roles get mixed up to a point where certain things are ignored, when nobody's on the outfield anymore. Yes, we have had some rough days. We had rough days. We had happy times. We had um, sad times. But God has seen us, seen us through. And you know, as you said, as the years, all the children, an em- we had an empty, we have an f- empty nest. And you know, sometimes as we grow, even though that we grow older, we think, but we grow close. We're supposed to grow closer mm-hmm. as we grow. Yes, and and sickness come along, and we got to stick by, you know, for better or for worse. And even even I have one of my sons that would say (laughs) better for worse, but if it's worse than you thought, you still have to stick with it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I think if you can if you can survive uh, the hard times in a relationship, um, then you can pretty much do anything. Because when you stay, when you're married to somebody, you get to see all of the colors of that person. If you can survive a person's worst, um, then I think that you can deal with any any situation that you would encounter in society because most of the time people put a filter on and social interactions they give you generally the better part of themselves but when you're married you're going to see it all so if you can survive that i think that you you will be battle hardened and you can do anything <laughs> oh yes yes there, there's lots of times that you know we didn't see um your grandfather and i we didn't see um eye to eye but, you know you've got to and then if one has a stubborn spirit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I don't, I don't want to concede, you know, but then 
you know, you just you just gotta work it out. You somebody gotta. Sometimes you just just have to walk away and be quiet. Did Did you guys have have a system for how to deal with like an argument? Did you Did you like sit down and talk about things, or uh, how do you guys usually handle those type of conflicts? Yes, well, well, we we would argue it, and then you after if I feel that I I feel that I'm wrong, if both people feel right, then you're getting nowhere. Right. So one has to be right, and one has to be wrong. But then might not be, you know, when you say wrong, it might be just, it's just that it's, it's not the way that think that it should be. Mm-hmm. So you just, you would just sit and you just got to try to work it out after and say, you know, I feel that, you know, this should have been done this way, not that way. So let's just sit and, and, and um, come to common ground. You sleep on it and the next day you would see, you know, well, that, you know, well, you should not have, you should not have said that. Somebody's got to give in. That's actually my favorite approach. I, if I get mad, I like to go to sleep. <laughs> that's my, that's my favorite approach. That's why I have a comfortable mattress. <laughs> they even though they said, don't let the sun go down on your rock, but a lot of times the sun goes down and it comes up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna come back. We can deal with it when the sun comes back up. <laughs> And we could deal with it again, yes. So, eventually, everything, it, it works out because once you say, well, you know, I, I was wrong. You just just um, admit that, you know, you were wrong in what you said. And, you know, both both parties have to apologize to each other because you will say things that you should not have said. And it happens in, in every marriage, whether it's a Christian marriage or what. But the main thing is, is forgiveness. You forgive each other. Yeah, and and you know, I, I used to I, I used to tell Selena all the time that you know, well, I, I'm very deliberate um, with my words. So if I'm upset, I'll just get quiet, or I'll, I'll um, I won't say anything until I, I, I know exactly what I want to say, and then when I say it, I, I say things because I mean it, um, and most of the time people speak out of impulse. So they have to go back and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. But when I say things, I mean it. And sometimes the things I say may not always um, be received well. It might make her upset. And then she would like, you should apologize. And then I'll say, well, well I didn't, why should I apologize? Because I said it because I meant it. I didn't say it out of emotion. And she was like, well, it's not that, that you shouldn't apologize because you meant it, but you should apologize because of how it made the other person feel. So, you know, I had to learn that, that you know, angle of the relationship that sometimes you say things and you might mean what you say, but when those words have impact and it makes somebody sad or whatever, then you can still apologize for how it made them feel, but still mean what you said and then have a discussion about you know how you felt and why you said it. But I think having an honest um, discussion in a relationship is important to not let things fester. Right. When it festers, it gets, you know, I just keep, just keep going on and on for days and that's 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 not a good thing yeah yes but i do i honestly believe that forgiveness plays a great part in a successful marriage so a lot of people um they just walk away from marriages because there's no um forgiveness or so much disagreements on that they have to do and especially if they have young children that would be you know they're like sponges 
they're there and the children are hurt, you know? Absolutely, yeah. As far as the children, a lot too. Yeah, and, and yeah. On, I feel like, you know, from your generation, there's a, there's a lot of great lessons learned that society has drifted away from. And that's why I thought it was important to have a conversation with you specifically, because I feel like, you know, it's kind of like a lost art of how to manage a family, how to manage your relationship. And now now we learn how to do these things based off of the influence that we see from social media, from reality TV. That's what informs how people respond to their relationship. So they watch a reality TV show, they see a husband and wife get, get in an argument and then one person starts to get belligerent and say a bunch of crazy stuff and then they end up killing a relationship. And then when people have those experiences in their own lives, they just recall that bad example they saw on TV or on social media, and then that's what they that's what they do. But we don't really look back at how did our elders manage large families? How did they man? How did they successfully keep relationships alive for decades? You know, people can't even last for you know five years today. So I think that you know it's good to give back your lessons uh, to the current generation. Yes, and then and then they start to get physical, and that that makes it even worse. Yeah, that absolutely. A lot of marriages were um, a lot of marriages that when they, that they were physical in, in the marriage from the beginning, it breaks up the whole marriage, falls apart. So 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 that would be that would be a a, a good reason to end the marriage. Would you say if if somebody starts getting physical, would that be? A good reason to to say, hey, that that's kind of a line in the sand. No, well, that it, it doesn't mean that 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 could bring the end of the relationship. I don't believe that. But if it's something that keeps going on and on, then there's there's um there's a reason for for, for separate uh, for you to separate from each other. Yeah, absolutely. For a time until you probably there's so many so much help out there today, you know. Absolutely. So, um, to help you to go and and get counseling or something because it could be need anger management or some all these different things that's that's available today and that's what they should try to get but some some marriages fall apart because of that and yeah. I won't want to well I never ex- had that experience because um, your grandfather was a physical person but we we did um every marriage has already dis- has disagreements. I don't say that we didn't have disagreements. Even until today, as old as we are, we still we still disagree at times. <laughs> we disagree to agree. Uh, absolutely. Well, grand- grandpa is, what, 94 now? How old is he now? Uh, how, how old is Grandpa now? Is he 94? Going on 94 is 93. 90, okay, going on 94. Yes, man. <laughs> So yes, and I'm going on 85. 85, yes. So so, people can look forward to disagreeing for the for the rest of their lives for real. (laughs) I think that's what they learned from that. They were like, man, I got I got to disagree till I'm 95. (laughs) But but you know, God holds all things together. Right. Help us if we will look to Him. Yeah, you just gotta trust God and and um, ask Him for help. He's always there. Yeah, he's only prayer away. You just trust him every day. Place your your marriages in your hands. Your children. We pray for our children every day. Children, grandchildren, those are far off. Remember you all in prayer. 
children and grand um, grandchildren and great grandchildren wherever they are because we pray for the younger ones to, to train up their children because for the they, they decide the society we're living in today and all the evil that's going on today but training these what they're teaching these little children in the schools today it, it just blows you know it's, it grieves my heart yeah really. yes and I only I only don't only pray for our children and grands and great grands I pray for all the children around the world yeah absolutely facing, yes so, so Grandma, let me ask you: What's the what's the best memory out of your sixty-seven years that you have in, in your head? What's the first thing that pops up in your mind? Oh, well, when my children, when we were all together as as a big family, yeah. and we shared so many memories. I have so much memories of having so many birthdays, Thanksgivings. You know, what was going to, going out together on picnics and. And, and different things that those are, those are memories that I have <laughs> yeah. of the happy times that we, we we enjoyed. You know, you know, it's kind of interesting that you say that because you know before we started recording this podcast, we were talking about my old friend Rebecca Smith, the one that, that passed away. Um, I talked about her in the last podcast, and and that's one thing that I highlighted is that out of, out of everything that she experienced and out of all the hardship that she had. In her 10 years of fighting cancer, I think the the biggest and, and proudest moments that she had was with her family, um, watching her grandchildren be born, you know, going to weddings with her, you know, for her son's marriage. And I think that that's the thing that g- gave her the most um, joy through all of the hardship. And I think about that in families, you know, the time that you spend together, the, you know, that's kind of irreplaceable. You would miss all of that when you come divorced. Then the families are separated and that. But thank God, we, we experienced, we enjoyed all the marriages. We happy to attend marriages, have a lot of showers, birthday, wedding showers, baby showers, seeing a lot of the grandchildren, being right there when they were born at the hospital. All of those are precious memories. Yeah, it's awesome. That we to cherish. Grandpa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, so so I had asked Grandma, I want to start off with the beginning of the relationship. So I want to see what your memory is of the beginning of the relationship. So she said that you guys met back when she was in school, about 15 years old. So what do you remember about when you guys first met? Well, I met my wife. Um, I believe it was in church, was it? No, it was a wedding. Uh, it was a wedding. Um, I, I just know her like that. Friends. And then we began to court me. Each other. Fell in love. Fell in love with each other. I, really, I believe it was God ordained. That began beginning. And then we decided to do, do the right thing is to get married. Awesome. Instead of just hanging around around there as boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing to do to get married and once you see each other is you begin to see you love each other and God so will direct that you don't live like that. The best thing for you yeah, if you love each other is to get married and this is what we did. 
my wife was, was she was about 17 years old. Uh, uh, you know, she was about 15 years when we know each other. And I was, I was, I was in school, and I um, graduated from school and began to work. <coughs> and I met my wife, and I fell in love with her, and I figured that I, I wanted to get married, and we decided to get married. Uh, and at that point, he was a Christian, and I was a Christian. She was 17 years of age. I was about 26 years old. When I got married, and she was about 17 years old. By my very, very young, both of us. Oh wow! So, so Graham, let me ask you this: um, Do you think the 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 generation, uh, your generation, viewed relationships differently than how how relationships are viewed now? Because it seems like people get married these days, and they don't last more than 10 years. And you've been married. 67 years so do you think that had to do more with uh the culture at the time or do you was it about your religion what do you think um helped you last that long yes the right thing at that time to do with the appearance agree that we should get married and we got together and got married at that point and we are still at home and our, and our parents had to give us respectful and consent my wife had to get consent from her parents, and I was big enough to tell to my wife, my, my, my mother, and my mother agreed because she loved my wife too. Ah. She was a lovable, lovable person. Yeah, so so I think, you know, like like the today people usually don't include their parents in a decision to get married. They just kind of run off and make a decision on their own. So I think that might be one of the differences between how people manage relationships today versus how, how you did it uh, in, in your in your generation because you talked about um, you know the religion aspect how you guys are both Christian and then also including the family you know her family your family were, were all a part of the story so I think that kind of helped to create a more solid foundation do you do you agree with that yes uh, Richard the young people today don't, don't have that parental respect for their parents. Uh-huh. They don't know, know what's done to be done decently. Yeah. At this point, both of us were in church, and we had good teachings in the church, and we knew what is right to do. Uh-huh. And so we, we had to head and get it done. But we had to start off right realizing who is who is the person that will make our marriage work uh-huh. i believe that you know sometimes uh when you include the parents in in that process of of, de- of deciding whether or not the person is a good person for you i think that it kind of helps the relationship to get off to a good start because the parents can identify um if the guy or the girl is not good for their kid and and they'll they'll do the parent thing and say, hey, you know this guy's a knucklehead or she's not a good girl for you. So I think when when the parents are part of the story, you know it it kind of helps to filter out the bad ones. So I think having the parents a part of that 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 beginning part was important. Well, because of my upbringing and my wife upbringing, we decided that, that that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But today, young people don't have that respect for the parents too. To do what is right, 
they just go ahead and do things you know, on their own. Mm-hmm. And because they do, do things on their own, they don't seem to be successful. Yeah. Because they haven't got no parental help, no, no experience help to start off with. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, Grandpa, I want to switch gears and ask about how did you deal with disagreements uh, in your in your marriage? Oh, disagreements! First of all, we, we get the Bible as a good guide to begin with disagreements. If my wife has a, 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 one thought and I have another thought, we get together and see how, what what God would say. What would God say concerning this decision which we have to make? The beauty here, the Lord Jesus Christ is our guide. He's our guide. Every step we took and everything we did, we depended on God for guidance. And once you depend on God for guidance, you cannot fail because God can't go wrong. And God wants the best for us. And so when you you pause to get to make a decision, uh, you, you know, you have to ask God first. So let, let me ask you, um, you guys leaned a lot on religion to to kind of set the foundation of your relationship. So did you yes. have did you have any friends like that were from the outside that maybe were not uh, religious that, you know, try to interfere in your relationship? Maybe they gave you bad advice or maybe they try to steer you in a different direction if you guys had disagreements because... That happens a lot today uh, when people have, you know, issues in their marriage. They go talk to their friends and sometimes their friends are not religious or they don't have, you know, solid values. And then they'll they'll go towards the um, the opinion and the suggestions of their friends. So did you ha- did you experience that in your marriage? Yeah, my friends uh, at school, mm-hmm. secular life. Oh, we, see, because we're Christians, we love people. We love people, mm-hmm. and once they're living properly and advised properly, and their lives are, are what it should be, as an example, we can follow them, continue with them. Mm-hmm. Once their lives, once their lives are good examples too. You see, Michael, we could not exist or last two years or a year without Christ, because the, the days are evil, Michael. And so, therefore, we know we have to depend on spiritual guidance to be successful in our marriage because we are depending wholly and solely on, on God uh-huh. for guidance, and especially making serious decisions. The question is not only a love affair, but the question is what if we do? We do it as Christians and with, with the love of God behind us. That's so- the only way we survive. If, for a year for that matter because it is not by might nor by power by God's spirit and God give us his spirit to guide us in our, in our marriage because we're living in an evil day uh-huh. and it's such evil out there the devil is out there to destroy marriages and, and lives so the only only way anybody can exist in this age is dependent upon God and we were in church, and we know for a fact that we would fail unless God sustained us. Absolutely. So, so Grandpa, you, you're you're on 93. You're going to be 94 next year. So you've seen almost 100 years 
of, of existence, which is very impressive. You know, back in the day, the man did certain things in the household. He went out, he earned a paycheck, he took care of the family. Um, the, the, the wives and mothers stayed home and they took care of the household and the kids. Do you think um, having the gender roles from your generation helped to create stability in, in the household? We lived as, as God wants us to live. I, I never spoke, I never drank. I never had a wild, wild, a wild life. Uh-huh. I remained a faithful husband to my wife because I love her and I love God too. And God loved us. And because God loved us, he kept us going year after year. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 40 years, all in God's hand. There's a lot of distractions uh, that, that exist today that didn't exist uh, during your time. You know, now we have the internet, we have uh, social media, you know, like there's just a lot of technology where people can connect and, and get exposure to a lot of bad things that corrupt their mind. So. You know, yes. do, do you think that, you know, your generation was a simpler time where people, when they wanted to have fun, they just, they got together with their friends, you have a conversation and that was a good time. But now people can see a lot of corruption and negative things online that causes them to lust and to become dissatisfied with their life. Do you think how complicated times have gotten, have added to um, how relationships are falling apart because there's just a lot of distractions today? That's true. Early in your marriage, how did you have fun? What did you do? Several things. We go to um, parties with our friends. We visit homes and so on. We had good friends. That sounds like, uh, you know, kind of what I'll describe is, uh, you know, back in the day, we, we actually spent time with our friends and, and uh, we didn't have a lot of distractions. So I feel like People are generally today, um, they feel like they're missing something in their relationship if they go on a social media site and see a prettier girl or a better looking guy and, and that causes them to be dissatisfied in their relationships. But I think, you know, you guys were able to actually focus on each other because the times were different. So what do you think was the glue that kept the relationship together after the kids were out the house? Because you, you guys had a lot of kids. We did not always see eye to eye, but we always pause and get advice. Mm. You know, made made to rush decisions because we had friends. We had picnics in the yard, in our yard, and we found things to do. I know. I know there was so many. You got sixty-seven years worth of of things to think about. But is there something that sticks out in your mind as far as when there was a good time in your relationship? When we when we began having our children. I began taking the children on the, on the, on the, on the sea walls for driving. We had a car too. We had took our children for drives here and there and kept, kept them busy. Yeah. Uh, we went in the sea walls, swam together, do things together. You guys uh, had a lot of kids, so I'm pretty sure you had your hands full. Having a wife that was content was important. My wife was content. To, to have what we have there. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we, didn't want, we didn't want to do what we couldn't do. It was one day at a time. We, we, we wasn't built in a day, you know. We were building up, building, up, building up our lives gradually, day by day, on the, the direction. 
made God's direction and help. In the, in the years together, we had 11 kids. That's quite a handful to be responsible for. Yeah. And we saw that we brought them up right, taught them right. We went to church together. We went to church together. We did things concerning in the church. And we did what God tells to do concerning her, bringing up the child. But we said, bring up the child in the way that she brought up. And when he is gone, he will not depart from the feet. Mm-hmm. So we saw that we went to church with the children. They went to the school. We, we took, the, took them in the school. And most important, everything we did, we did under the guidance of God and seniors. People who can give us advice. Our pa- parents were still still able to give us advice as we go along. And my wife loved her mother, and we visited our parents. Our, our parents were glad to see us, and we were encouraged by how they lived too. We had a good beginning, a good beginning, because they taught me right, and my wife parents taught her right too. Mm-hmm. So we both of us depended on our parents to give us a good start. You see, son, it's good to get advice from people who, who matured, adults who live good lives and are matured can give good, can give good advice. Providing, providing the advice is keeping with God's word. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's um, you know pretty good <laughs> advice that you gotta find good people to introduce inside your relationship because the people that you introduce in your relationship can either you know add value or or tear it down so i think you guys had a pretty tight circle it sounds like and it seems like everybody shared your same value so i think that probably helped out uh, when you guys had any hardships so yeah that's, that's definitely um you know good advice there but life is not easy you have you have hard times, difficult moments. We have to we have to make up our mind, and we have to decide which which way which way to go, and what's right. And in doing that, we, we are able to depend upon God's final word. Whatever the Lord advises us to do, we pray about it. We have to pray about it. And being Christian, um, we we pray about we pray about about everything. Especially making decisions. Thank God for the day. Praying in the evening, thank God for the day as we go to bed. Wake up the next day, thank God for that. And we live a life of prayer, son. And my wife and I are going to pray for you right now. And you can, how you can live as long as the same age we lived. Because it's not magic, it's because of God. Help them to continue to walk with you, depend upon you and be able to live and serve you in spirit and in truth. And as you as they serve you, you will conform your words with the same side to bless them and keep them and supply their needs. I pray God, I, you don't you know how long or they will live. But I, and I, know, I know that you want to live as long as we lived and more. And the only way that's possible, son, is Jesus Christ. Let him direct your life and keep you advice, take his advice, read his word, study his word, pray to him, talk to him that you're talking to me right now, 
ask him for advice and help when you need it and he will give you the best advice you can think about god bless you son you take care in your family your wife and your children god bless the hugs whole keep you day by day meet your needs and most importantly that you grow in christ as you love as you love him he will love you in return so grandma we're gonna wrap up the podcast but i want to um, let you have a final word. Um, so what message would you put out there um, to people about uh, marriage and, and uh, you know, kind of like the secrets to sustaining a good marriage till death do you part, like the, like the vows say? Yes. Well, I, like I said in the beginning, we must put God first in our marriages. That's, that's a secret. Yes. Living God Giving your, mar- giving your marriage to God every day. Praying and trusting God. He's the only one that, that putting him at the head of the household. Head of everything, not only the household. Head of everything that you do. Well, that's our episode for today, guys. Grandma, Grandpa, thanks for taking time today to talk with the audience about how you guys managed a successful relationship over 67 years. And hopefully the audience took away some good tips from this conversation. See you guys next week on another episode of the Military Mentor Podcast. Ciao.